Hey, hi, welcome to the whole podcast. My name is Scott Eastman. I'm the downtown pastor for Life Church in Green Bay. And joining me today is my very special friend, Becky. Say hi, Becky. Hello, my name is Becky Alcantar. I'm the author and co founder of Journey to Wholeness, a program designed to help you feel equipped to face life's challenges. It's a big one today, Becky. It is. It's one that we all go through. Yeah. We're talking about navigating change in our lives. And no matter who you are, no matter what your station in life, no matter, you know, gosh, like anything, no matter what creed, no matter what color, no matter what income, no matter whatever, like we're all going through changes all the time in our life. Like, like that's the one sure thing. I mean, death, taxes, and change. I feel like that's what you could really say. <laughs> that we're all going to go through those things. Right. Whether it's starting a new job, moving to a different city, the end of a relationship, the loss of a loved one, uh, there's strategies to help us cope with change. Sometimes we know a change will occur, and other times it comes suddenly and unexpectedly uh, through disappointment or or maybe even a wonderful surprise. So change isn't always a bad thing. It sometimes is a good thing, and yet we still have the same reactions, responses to that change. And so what we're going to talk about today is what can we incorporate? What should we be aware of when we face change so that we can do well at it? I want you to be experts at change. Mm, Yeah, I love that. So I know that you always uh, enter our conversations where you got a bunch of notes and then I just say a bunch of stuff yeah. and then it takes you off of your course. <laughs> so, but like, I wonder if we could, if part of your notes are just talking a little bit about like what kind of changes we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like what, I mean, cause some things, like you said, some things are surprises and some things are planned mm-hmm. and, um, and some things are necessary as a response, you know, to our circumstances. Right, right. And so, um, although always it seems like, did you already do the thing where you give us like the full on definition? No, we should do the definition because yeah. I think that helps incorporate really everything we're talking about. So a uh, change is to make something or someone different, to alter or modify, to replace something with something else, especially something of the same kind that is newer or better, to substitute one thing for another. It implies making an essential difference, often amounting to a loss of our original identity. And I think that's where we need to land today is that when we face change, Our brain goes to work to figure out how that redefines us, how we fit into that new circumstance, situation, environment, and that can be really challenging, which is why change is so challenging. We tend to identify with people and places and things. Think about, you know, your family dynamics, you know, in our family, we're like, we're we're florists, and in that in that term, we had a whole definition in our head. And when we move away from our family, as we grow and new seasons come and we get married and we have jobs and we go to different cities, then what does that look like in the new environment? I sure. mean, what do I identify with? Who do I identify with? Some of us identify with our careers. We identify with the companies that we work with. We identify with our churches and our church family. And so you can see that when there is a transition, then how deeply rooted really that identity and connection to those people, places, things can be, which can make it really difficult for us to move on. Yeah. I feel like, uh, you know, change is different for all of us until March 11th, 2020, Mm -hmm. when it was the same for all of us. And I, like, I, I don't know, again, I don't know if this was part of your notes, but like when I think about change, I think about the immediate surprise and change that fell upon us all, you know, in March of last year and that we're continuing to deal with, uh, in in a large degree. Mm -hmm. And so can we talk just a little bit about that? Like in like in, in the way people are responding to that kind of change, right? It's a change that you didn't anticipate, right? And you weren't planning for. Yeah. And for some of us, we really work hard 
so that there is no change in our life. We like consistency. We like our routines. We like the fact that our brain likes the fact that it can make assumptions about certain things and not work too hard, right? I don't think about um, opening my eyes in the morning. I don't think about maybe even the route that I drive to work. And yet on March 11th, like you said, suddenly everything was different. And my brain was hard at work trying to figure out what the new normal, you know, I say that air quotes, is and I know we got sick of that term and yet that's really the place we like to live in. We like to live in our definition of normal. And so our whole lives we work to get um you know, we want stability and security, right? And when anything changes, that fractures that stability right. and security, or at least our perception of it. And it makes our brain go hard at work to figure out now what is the new norm. And when things were persistently, consistently, abruptly changing uh, one day to the next, that made it really difficult for us to get to that place of peace and calm. It made us get into hyperdrive and our brain was hard at work which then we found come may and june we were completely fatigued we were so tired of thinking of anything at all yeah that we yeah. started doing nothing at all yeah yeah we talk a lot in here about how our brain wants to work efficiently mm-hmm. and so it's going to create shortcuts or short wires mm-hmm. right to make sure that it doesn't have to work too hard right, right. like let's, let's be efficient about this mm-hmm. and so that's why as you alluded to in your opening where you talked about how we like it when we're when it's a routine, when, it, when we know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And so, because then we don't, our brain doesn't have to do anything. So then in that change after change, after change, after change that happened, you know, or continues to happen, we just don't know what to expect in the morning. Like right. you just wake up and there's a new this, or there's a change to that, or there's right. a refined this, or a, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. like, you just never knew what to expect. Right. And so like your brain was always working. How do I solve this problem? How do I solve this problem for me? How do I solve this problem for my kids? Like the things that our brain does to protect ourselves yes. and our families. Yes. And so you're just always trying to find a way. And then the problem was, I feel like one of the problems, there are a lot of problems, but one of the problems was, was that we, all of our brains treat that differently based on our experiences. Mm-hmm. And so, because you weren't reacting the way that I was reacting, I was mad at you for how you were reacting. Right. And then I'd see this guy over here and he's reacting in a different way too. I'm like, that's a stupid way to react. Mm-hmm. You should be reacting how I react. And now yeah. on top of all the change and the fatigue, now there's division. Right. Yeah, there's there was mental clutter that was happening, and you were adding to my mental clutter by having a different um, definition, by having a different approach, by having a different response that right. now I had to incorporate and work through as well. And so we got to a point where there was resentment for that, right? Yeah. Don't add to the burden I already have today. I am overwhelmed and frustrated, and you're not helping the situation any because you have the same struggles in you. And so now, you know, now there's division. Why? There's division because we're trying to quiet some of those voices and unfortunately the very place that we say hey take a break from was the only place to connect and that was on your social media right right? and then there was new ways you know via zoom and and so again new things that you had to learn to adjust to a new landscape to a new reality uh whether it was temporary or not and it was your every day and so here we go into fatigue but then our brain goes into reasonings right so we talked about change uh being positive or negative right there may be changes that were made there were positive changes it it fixed something or you know let's take it out of the the perspective of the last year and like let's say you buy a new house or you have a new baby or you get a new job it's the you know 
promotion you've been working for your whole life. And now you find yourself challenged. You find yourself dissatisfied. You find yourself frustrated. And you're like, wait a second, what is wrong with me? And that's the question we ask. What is wrong with me? That this isn't making me happy like I thought it would. You get there, you get to the pinnacle, you get to the mountaintop, and you're like, this is it. Right. And there's this dissatisfaction, but it's part of how our brain works. Why was there a change? Oh, was there a change? This is the question your brain is asking you. Was there a change because there was something wrong? Yeah. And so now it starts to look back at the information you have, the memories, the history, and it's trying to categorize that to help you to do well going forward. And sometimes it makes bad assumptions, right? Just because it has two facts it tries to put them together doesn't mean that that was correct. It's a bad equation, right? Sometimes it goes, oh, uh, apples and oranges make fruitcake like you're right well yeah yes no yes like it's close enough but i don't know i don't know how to make fruitcake so i don't know if you actually put that in there but like if if it doesn't actually fit and it doesn't taste good then we have to interject ourselves we have to be aware of those thought processes to go no that's not correct here's what's correct we have just buckets of knowledge and it's our job to help our brain connect those if we don't if we just get too fatigued if we get you know we don't want to engage in that it'll start to make assumptions on its own and sometimes it makes bad assumptions so here's what happens often is that we can look at something that we left especially when you go from something good to good right we were here i was here at this job it was a great job but it wasn't taking me further to where i wanted to go or here was this other opportunity that sounded exciting as well and i love the people i worked with and i loved my job but this really sounded like a great opportunity i'm going to do that now our brain goes oh that must have been bad here are the reasons why it was probably bad and if you don't pause to go wait a second no we don't need to call something bad to move on to something good we can move on from something good to something good something good something better something great to something that's hard but it's going to help me to grow right we don't need to to call the past bad to move on from it. And that's where we can get into trouble. Yeah, I was just going to say, let's sit in this for a second because we we always want to find a villain, mm-hmm. right? We always want, there always got to be, you know, so if there's no villain, right. then, you know, the bad parts or the missteps or anything that happens as part of the change that doesn't make sense or doesn't work, then we want something to blame that on. Mm-hmm. And so not everything has a villain and you don't have to vilify Everything, Mm -hmm. even the things that, you know, even if it's not, you know, like this job was crappy because they did this or they did that, even like in our relationships, when we change in our relationships, there doesn't always have to be a villain Mm -hmm. for you to, for you to find change in relationship. I think about uh, a friend of mine right now that's uh, going through a really difficult time and he's trying to, he's trying to go from one way of life to a different way of life. Okay. And so, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll call it like moving from the streets to like a respectable lifestyle. Mm. And so, you know, there's, um, maybe this is a poor example now that I think this through, but like, he doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to make villains out of his old people. He just has to like move on from those people. Right. Right. Like he's, he's a different person now, or he wants to be a different person. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make them bad or make them less than, right. Right. It just makes you, I got to be different for me to, this isn't sustainable for me. Mm Yeah, often I will say uh, to individuals who are struggling to move on and change is to focus on your story, right? We don't need to come up with narratives for all the people around us that we moved on from, uh, you know, by 
means of, you know, a place or because we just don't see them often as much because we've made different choices in our life. Uh, we don't have to focus on their stories and make assumptions about their narrative yep. and about their choices. What we need to focus on is our story. And if I'm struggling with the change that's going on, I don't need to create a narrative for them. I need to understand why is it that I am struggling and acknowledge it, right? Because sometimes we're just sad that we moved on from people we really enjoyed. We're, we're uh, struggling, we're challenged because change is challenge, right? And so now my brain is having to work extra and um, I might be frustrated or I might be you know, having a hard time in the new position that I'm in that I was hoping for and love so much. And, and now I can go, well, if, if this hadn't happened, then I wouldn't have had to make that choice. And it's like, whoa, you're making assumptions on other people's intentions and, and their stories. Focus on what's hard for you. It's okay to say, I made this choice and this is harder than I thought it was going to be. And I miss the people that I was with before. Right. And I don't hear from them anymore. And that makes me sad, but I do understand that that's the nature of seasons and transitions in life that we spent eight hours a day together before. And so we were part of each other's lives. And as time has gone on and we each focus in our worlds that maybe I don't hear from them anymore. I don't need to make a narrative around that. I don't need to make assumptions and ask, did we actually have a relationship? Uh, were they actually my friends? Did they actually care? Like, oh my goodness, don't do that. But focus on how are you feeling about that? What is it that you miss? And it's okay to acknowledge those things and then consider, you know, is this just a new season now? Do I even have space to keep up all of those relationships in my new world and in the new demands of what I've chosen? And so if we can focus on ourselves and what it is that we long for and what we need and what we desire, and then fear, right? Because when you move into a change, there's fears that come up. There's worries and concerns that maybe you haven't thought about in a long time, but they come up again. Why? Your brain is offering up options. Is it this? Is it that? Is it the other? And if we ignore those things or we resort to blame and you can go back a few episodes to listen to our uh, episode on blame uh, then that's not going to help us to grow and to learn and progress so when there's what we have to think about is how pliable is my brain and i think in 2020 we learned that a lot of us didn't have very pliable brains right (laughs) right? that we hadn't been exercising or stretching it we hadn't actually worked on our resilience and our coping Uh, and depending on how you prepared or or what you experienced or what you perceived yourself to be is how you reacted so some of the things we ask is how how have you practiced the mental exercises to make your thoughts stretchy right so are your thoughts stretchy do you sit down and do like some what ifs? What if we did this? Um, I know one of the things I say to young couples is make sure you continue to dream together, right? When you first start yeah. out and you're engaged, you're like, we're going to do this and our house is going to be like this and we're going to have these kids. And What you're doing is you're stretching your brain for the changes that are coming up, mm. right? You're, you're giving your brain these options like, hey, we can consider these, but not consider them law or not consider them like uh rubber stamps that now store this and this is what's true always and the less we do that the less we imagine and envision and dream and talk about these things then the less stretchy our brains become it starts to go okay here's the facts that were established and this is what we're going to right. depend and rely they on atrophy right are they that's yeah. exactly yep. it have, have they atrophy to some extent in terms of creativity and imagination so if we learn to cope with change you'll lower your risk for anxiety and depression uh, your relationships 
will flourish. Your body will feel healthier because you're not releasing some of those uh, stress hormones into your body. Instead, you're excited about what's to come, about the change. Uh, you see a change as an adventure and an opportunity versus an obstacle to overcome, right? So when we think of an obstacle, we tense up, uh, we release some of those cortisol hormones and some of those other kind of more toxic hormones that Again, they, they're helpful to us, but if we have too much of them, they can become toxic to us. And when you think of something as an opportunity, an adventure, what do you do? Like your, your dopamine kicks in, right? And you're relaxing your body. Uh, you're giving energy to your body. And so we have to think about, you know, what, how do we even approach change? Because um, only a minor amount of stress can make you feel overwhelmed by life. Uh, you might also struggle to set and meet goals you have for yourself. So again, when we release those things, it shuts down our creativity. It shuts down certain parts of our brain because now it's going, oh, obstacle. So uh, flight, fight, or freeze, right? Yep. So like, do I need to survive here? Again, your brain is giving you options. What we need to do is be mindful and aware of those so that we can choose the ones that are appropriate at this time. Yeah, I love that. I was thinking while you were talking about stretching and, and like, you know, being open to change or <clears throat> like uh, flexible enough to change. Mm -hmm. It also makes me think like, could we also look at it as a way to identify what we need to be the constants or the foundations of our life so that the, so like, um, like I feel like the winds of change will always blow. Mm -hmm. And so I hope so. Right. Right. But some people put some, but some people can't handle change right. because they're like, they've made changeable things like constants. Like they're like, I have to have this thing. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not, I'm not complete. I'm not happy. I'm not joyful. I'm not anything without this thing, but it's a thing that they're putting too much pressure on or there's too much, mm -hmm. too much faith in. Yeah. Right. Like that shouldn't be one of your constants. If right. it's something that can change, it should never ever be a constant. Right. And so I feel like for me, I need to find things in my life that are foundational or things that are constant that I, these are not movable for me. Right. And I'm okay with everything else that changes. I'm okay with, you know, money coming and going. I'm okay with, I don't know, whatever else, mm -hmm. right. Friendships coming and going jobs coming and going. Mm -hmm. Right. But like, I don't know. There's things that like this has got to stay. Right. And so like how I feel about my kids, how I feel about my wife, how I feel about mm -hmm. my faith, mm -hmm. like all those things, like I'm, this isn't going to change here. Like yeah. these are things that are always going to be tied to. So as strong as the winds of change might blow, they'll never blow me away. Right. But if you're, but if you're tying your, your life or your hopes and everything onto things that can be blown away, yeah. you're always going to be uh, in the wind. It reminds me of an anchor, right? Like yeah. I just pictured my feet as being an anchor. Are my heels set in deep? And what are they set in deep? Are they set in deep in, in sinking sand? Right? There's a song, right? Yeah. Are yep. they in sinking sand or are in the, the rock? And there is a quote I heard recently. It was, our heartaches will always feel more temporary if our hearts are anchored to eternity. Mm. And that just like hit home because we're, we're in a season of, transitions and they're like one after the other and so as you were talking i thought of yeah my heart is anchored in my children but i have to recognize that that's a season as well right mm -hmm. and if you have littles it's hard to imagine but here we have you know one in college and one uh getting ready for college and our son who just became a teenager and is taller than me now and i'm like what is happening right and so i can put too much weight on them i can put too much burden on them in that when they arrived it was like we're gonna you know we're gonna be together forever yeah. <laughs> 
yeah. like you're you're the light of my life you you bring me joy and that's true to some extent but if all of my joy only relies on them i have to recognize that at some point they're going to walk away and fall in love and those are all things we want for them right and we hope they come back that we did a well enough job that they want yeah. to come yep. back uh but i have to recognize that my every days aren't going to be with them that I can't my joy can't rely on them because they're going to be absent from my day-to-day life not from my life overall but from my day-to-day life and I and if I put too much weight on that then I'm going to have a really hard time with change but if I can look at here I am in this season I'm going to be present right now because I know that one day is not like the other and I know that everything on this earth is temporal right but the, there's a hope right there's an overall just like i said uh they're in my life always right they're in my world always even if you have a fractured relationship to know that they're well and they're they're doing well in their world makes me happy right but i can depend on I'm only happy if they are in my world and now I'm putting extra pressure on that. Um, I'm not saying you shouldn't desire to be with your children and have them over for holidays, but I also recognize that not all of us have that story, right? And we can focus there and go, this is an obstacle or we can go, this is an opportunity, right? This is, let me be proud of the fact that I raised someone who's so independent and there might be something between us and I pray and hope for something better, but gosh, I can be really proud of the fact that I raised an individual who's so independent and who is so strong that they are living their life to the fullest in their capacity and be thankful for those things so change change is a part of every day like if you don't even if you don't realize it every day you're changing a little bit right i look Mm. in the mirror and i'm like there's another gray hair right there's something changing every day and if i resist that that's pretty futile right i think (laughs) This is like a Star Trek thing, isn't it? Resistance is futile because there is going to be change. How are you viewing that? How are you framing that? But then how are you preparing for that as well? And then what is your heart posture in that? In that every change that comes, you're going to see that as a disaster? That's going to be really difficult. You're going to be in a perpetual um, state of grief, right? And if you're not progressing in your grief, uh, then it's going to make for a pretty sad and difficult life right if every day we wake up approaching it in that way yeah i just want to i want to move on to um an idea of when should we look for change or when should we try to change but i just want to sit one more second yeah if we can in this in this constant thing in this in this change because if we i just i feel like if we put the value of um or the worth of of a thing in something that's changeable, mm-hmm. here's a, an extreme example. Let's say that you like to go to work because there's a vending machine in the break room and it has king size Kit Kats, mm. like the big chunk Kit Kats, and like that's the biggest part of your day. Like you love um, this is an extreme example, yes, right? So, but that's why you love to go to work because every day at your ten fifteen break, you go get the big cat. Right, and that's like the, and then all of a sudden they the change vendors. Gone. Yeah, and now they don't have big cats. In fact, it's an apple, which is ridiculous. <laughs> so now, like, now does that change your whole work? 
Or let's say the one thing you really love about your spouse is you really love the fact that she has this like amazing blonde, thick, curly hair. Like that's like mm. everything I love about my wife can be found in her thick, blonde, curly hair. Mm -hmm. Right. And then like, I don't know, she gets cancer or she grows old mm -hmm. or she dies at one day because right. she's sick of it or cuts it super short. So now again, these are extreme examples, right? but like, now take that back a step or two and say, like, what what are, what are you looking for out of your relationships? What are you looking for out of your job, out of your church life, out of your whatever? Mm -hmm. That you're putting everything into a basket that can't hold that all. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like some people, when I think about church things, this is on my mind this morning just because of some comments on social media that I read just before I came. And, and I feel like when people try to, like, make their church about the guy that talks, mm. right? Or how great, um, I don't know, like the coffee is or how great, you know, right. like the worship song leader guy is. Mm -hmm. And then that worship song leader guy is gone. So now you'll stop going to church or you'll stop going to work because of the big cats or you'll stop loving your wife because she got a haircut and dyed it red. Like, so what, you know, so these changes are going to happen. And if you're putting everything all your weight onto something that's changeable, you're setting yourself up for frustration and disappointment and Yeah. I've in those things we have to ask, why was that so upsetting to me? Yeah. What was it that I perceived or what did that provide to me? And think about the things you just listed, like the coffee and you know, the person speaking and what why was that so disruptive to my world mm. is the question, right? What was I hanging my hat on? And so we say, oh, you're putting weight on you. But what, how did you see that defining you? Yeah. Right? Yes. And and that's why we get so upset. If someone's having a really adverse reaction to something that doesn't seem to be connected to them. You have disproportionate. Yeah. Disproportionate response to what is happening, then what? What is the true underlying cause? There was something that you were identifying there, something you were hoping for there. And it may have nothing to do with that person or that place or that cup of coffee. In fact, I'm pretty sure it doesn't, yeah, right? Yep. And so that's where we have to pause and ask, why, why did this disrupt my world in the way that it did? Right. Why did this change? Yes. Right. Throw me completely off track. Yes. Because change happens all the time. Change you you encounter changes every day. You know, like I said, every day there's daily changes that don't upset you in that way. And yet there was something that you hoped for, something you were relying on, something that you were framing your world in, and now that has taken your foundation out from under your feet, right? Yeah. And so we're talking about trust there, right? We're talking about deeper issues than the change itself. And so when we're navigating change, we have to pause and say, okay, I'm moving from this town to that town. What is it? One, why am I making the change, right? And acknowledge that. Give your brain the correct information. And if you don't pause to actually vocalize that or journal that or assess that, then it's going to make its own assumptions based on what it has. And so if you can pause and go, here's why I'm making this change, your brain goes, oh, you, my person, you're the you're the authority, and so I'm going to hold that higher than all of this other all of these other nuggets of knowledge I have. And so when we go to trying to make connections, we're going to hold that in higher regard. So what else can you do? Okay, I feel really sad about leaving. I'm having trouble managing my emotions right now because I love these people, and yet I want this other thing too. 
Awesome. That's another piece of information you just gave to your brain that, okay, it wasn't because we're not leaving here because it's bad. Actually, you love these people. Let's record that. We love these people. And now we're going to this other thing and it's going to be good. Oh, it's going to be good. It's not an obstacle. It's actually an opportunity. Cool. Let me record that as well. And you start to build this for yourself so that you can work through. And if you're still having this rush of emotions or you're feeling strongly or you're feeling or you're experiencing disproportionate reactions in the journey, then you can pause and your brain won't go down that track. It won't slide down the slide of everything before was bad and these people actually didn't love me, right? It can start to go, oh, but you said that this is an opportunity. Oh, but you said, right? And so then it helps us actually get to the root of because if we can let all of the other arguments and pretensions fall away, we can get to the root of if we're still having a hard time. What was it that I thought about myself in the context of the people I was with? Did I feel more confident? Did I feel loved? Did I feel valued? And now I'm struggling because I'm trying to form new relationships and I don't feel that here. And now I'm not hearing from those people. And in our brain, and I would do this a lot, I'd make assumptions. Um, Well, they must not have thought that because they don't know that I'm struggling over here with my worth or my confidence or my courage. And so why don't they know that? They should know that. Okay, there's a should. As soon as you use a should, just write it down because yeah. you made a you made a leap. They should know those things. And why aren't they reaching out? To, they don't know that you're struggling with that. You left. Remember, I'm going to a new opportunity. So they're like, we're happy for you. We're glad you. And so when they say to you, are things going great? They're like, why don't they even know that I'm like having a hard time right now? Right? Right, right. And so we go into all these narratives. Pay attention to those narratives. You're having a one-sided discussion. And we have to be responsible and mindful of our story. What is the story that we're forming within ourselves? What is the story that we're setting for ourselves? And if we don't do that mindfully and intentionally, then unintentionally, those are still going to occur because we're trying to adjust to our new environment. Yeah. That leads me to that question. Like, when should we, when should we be prepared? Uh, pursuing change like mm-hmm. what 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 circumstances or conditions in our life should we should instigate change for us like when should we be the changer yeah so um if if something is taking life right so if you're you're in an environment where you're uh you have condemnation accusation uh discouragement um intentional right so we all feel discouraged at some point um Accusation and condemnation are tools that tell you that that's not a life-giving environment. And we have to be mindful of that. Blame and shame. Is there some blame and shame that's going on here? Am I weighing um, my worth, the, the, the condition of my day, the, how I see the world based on someone else right now? And not on who I am and who I know I am in Christ and my values and my priorities. Am I changing those um, to adjust to a different framework that is contradictory to what I have established within myself? Those are the times when we have to pause and go, change might be necessary here. I need to uh, walk away from these things that are robbing from me they're taking life from me they're i've stopped growing um i've stopped interacting I, i'm becoming a different person than the one i aspire to be uh those are the times that we have to go okay it's time to change and uh usually that's a little easier and maybe you know for some of us we can stay in a place too long yeah. right we can say sometimes we know you know what i think i need to move on to pursue these opportunities so that i can continue my growth um but then we linger a little too long 
And when we linger a little too long, I always say like, you know, things start to, you know, you're, you already have, um, your roots that are come up and now things are starting to wilt and they're starting to fade and they're starting to rot. And, and I don't ever want to get in that condition if I'm moving from a good thing to a good thing. Right. And so I have to be aware of what it is that my heart wants to pursue, what it is that uh, the spirit calls me to so that I can always be moving forward uh, and making progress and, uh, finding new opportunities to grow and be challenged. If I'm in a place too long where I'm not experienced that at all, uh, then I become stagnant and then our brain is, you know, it atrophies, but our heart atrophies as well and our spirit atrophies. And so you may be in a not great uh, circumstance. And and again, uh, do you have accusation and condemnation, blame and shame? If those are a part of your condition, your environment right now, then it's probably time to look at let's change. But we don't need to villainize everything, right? That might have been a great place. You saw opportunity there at one point. And we need to remember that, but also acknowledge that we're we're growing and changing. And there's something I need to grieve now that has changed and I need to move on. Uh, Again, be aware of who you are and what's going on inside of you. But if it's a time of just you know, grow uh, moving on good to good, then don't linger longer, right? Don't don't be afraid to take that step out. Um, talk to yourself, give yourself the information your brain needs so that you can make that movement. Talk to wise counsel, people who are for you and are encouraging you and cheering you on so that you can do that so that you don't linger too long and start to see the wilt and fade and, and you know, taint what good thing you had. Yeah, I love that. I want to I want to jump to um, what tools we can give people to help mm-hmm. with change, but I want to sit again just on what you had said because I was just thinking about this as you finished up with like seeking wise counsel because a lot of people if you're a person of faith, you'd be like, I don't know if God wants me to do this change. Mm-hmm. I wish he'd just give me some direction or right. I wish God would let me know who his will was. And, right. and people are always having that as a prayer request. And I feel like while God never has spoken to me in an audible voice, mm-hmm. like he's never been like, Scott, I don't even know how he talked. I feel like he'd... <laughs> like Scott. Right, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like he'd kind of have an English accent. I don't know why, but I just Mark feel like, Freeman's voice, right? isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Morgan Freeman's voice. That's so good. So I find that uh, when 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 I feel like I um, need to pursue change and I, I don't have um, if I'm unsure about it, I'll I always tell people that I'll look for three things. One, I'll make sure that if I'm a person of faith that it that it doesn't cross or doesn't conflict with what it says in the Bible. Like yeah. nothing, God doesn't want me to do any change. You know that doesn't line up with Scripture. Yeah. Like so, if it, if it goes against Scripture, that's not the change. So good, right? That doesn't come from God. And so, and then the next thing is like, what is it? What is like my gut feeling? What's my first reaction to it? Not like what's my rumination on it, but what's like my gut reaction? Like what's my first response to it? Because I feel like that's how the Holy Spirit communicates with me. Is like I feel like that's my gut feeling. Because if if I've got the spirit deep down inside me, if the yes. spirit is part of my DNA, then that should be the deepest place where I feel something and the most honest thing that I feel. And so then lastly is the thing that you indicated was wise counsel. Like surround yourself with people that love you and love Jesus and see what they say about it. And you're not taking a vote. It's not a democracy. Like it's not like that. It's it's just that like if you know or for sure that people love you and love Jesus, then their counsel is wise. Mm-hmm. And so if all three of those things point you in that direction, then the change that you're pursuing is a good change. Yeah, so good. Yeah. I love that. I I was actually writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk a little bit about um, like what tools we can leave people with to help to, 
to navigate change in their lives. Yeah, so I'm going to revisit what can I do? What is my story in this? And too often we can struggle with change because we feel like we don't have control over the change or, you know, we encounter something that we didn't expect. And so we can focus hyper focus on those things that we can't control and that are challenging us. And what we need to do is ask, what can I do rather than blame or focus on the things we can't do? You know, what is it that you have in your hand? What a strength do you have? What choices have you made? Um, what record do you hold of being able to overcome obstacles and challenges from the past? And the second thing is we, we talked about grieving a bit, but we do need to learn how to use grief as a tool. If we have perpetual changes in our life, we are going to have opportunities opportunities to grieve. And if you choose not to grieve, we're building up reservoirs of hurt feelings and misunderstandings and confusion and and sadness. And I don't want to carry those things with me. And if I can learn how to grieve, I can learn how to process life's transitions from death in our lives to a big move to job, whatever that is, there's always an opportunity to grieve. And then third, check your thought patterns. So we talked about some of the narratives that run through your mind. And so if you're looking at everything in black and white, uh, life isn't going to be very colorful, right? And so there are shades and there are colors. And uh, ask yourself, do you assume the worst every time there's a change, right? Oh, no, here's this change. And then you go into this like whole like spiel about how everything's going to be awful now, right? Um, I know people who they get a plate of food at the restaurant. They're like, oh, they forgot my fries. You know, I knew this was going to happen, right? right? Is that how you're approaching life? Look at your thought patterns, because if that's where your thought goes to immediately, that's the world, that's your perspective. That's the world that you're living in. Yeah. I don't, I don't, sorry. I know you have more. I don't want to, I don't want to belabor this thing about where you're hanging your hat, mm-hmm. but if you're hanging your hat on the fact that you think that the waitress doesn't like you because they forgot your fries. Right. What are you hanging your hat on? If you're always someone who's mad mm-hmm. and like, and if change always makes you mad, right. Right. You're not, your hat isn't hung on anything. Yeah. Like that's why your hat is like just blowing in the wind. Yeah. Right? And you're like, the most miserable. Right. The waitress is fine. She's, definitely fine after you leave right right right, yeah (laughs) but you're also making the people you love the most pretty uncomfortable yeah even not not just when you're at that restaurant but like forever yeah uh my son has a friend who's just like i don't know why he's so mad Mm. you know but just like everything he says this is like the worst thing that could ever possibly happen and it's because of la 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 and la 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 Mm. and i know this is tangentially applied to change but like his life has changed a lot Right. And he resents every part of the change. Yeah. Every part of the change was a personal affront and attack and offense to him. Mm-hmm. And so like sometimes change is just change, bro. Mm-hmm. And so it just happens. Like it, some people had to lose their jobs because of the COVID, right? It's not right. because you suck or it's not because you're a horrible person right. or because they're a horrible person. Right. But again, this idea that we don't have a foundation, we don't have our heels anchored into the solid rock, but instead on sinking sand, sinking sand. Like, you know, that, that reminds me like when sometimes when uh, you stand at the beach mm-hmm. and like the waves come in yes. and then the waves go out and it takes some of the sand. So you're yeah. just the, the only sand that's left is the sand that you're standing on. Yeah. Like that's what I think of when you talk about mm-hmm. that, like the shifting sand of, and like, like that swallows your, you up. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got to stop that. Mm-hmm. You don't know, no wonder why you feel like you're always going to fall over. Right. Like stand on something already for crying out loud. Right. And ask yourself, why is it that that's your perspective? Yeah. Because something happened to make you believe that about your world. Right. Isn't it time to figure out what that is so that it doesn't taint the rest of your life? Right. Man, that's some good work. Yeah. Um, I know we talked about, so as you're talking about your 
thought patterns there's some things you can do to kind of flush it out like we talk about treasure and trash like toss the trash keep the treasure move the debris because it's hurting you and there's a couple of things you can play worst case scenario we talk about the show this is us us. just get it out there because when we say it out loud we realize how ridiculous it is sometimes right and what big leaps we're taking but also it acknowledges for your brain yes i hear you that you think this is going to happen and as long as it knows that you've acknowledged it it will back off if it doesn't then your whole body starts to engage your gut starts to engage your your senses start to engage and hey do something is this a possibility and when you're like this is the worst case scenario it goes okay you've acknowledged it now i can relax because you're in control here right if you're on autopilot there's going to be a lot of things that happen that don't need to happen yeah a lot of warning lights like a lot of buzzers oh yeah and that creates chaos in your life right so like so like i love this little thing that you just did there because like if we if we if we expand our radar I i don't mean to continue the thing but like if we expand like our view to include all possibilities then nothing will be a surprise right it's when we're on autopilot and the and then the auto recognizes this is a surprise then the alarms go right. off and then like you're like then your blood pressure goes up and your heart yeah. rate and your nerves and everything and so like right. expand your view expand to your include view. anything that could possibly happen mm-hmm. and that's what you're doing when you're looking at your story expand my view there's something in the periphery that's trying to tell me something is off but i'm focused on what's here right now as if that is off and instead i have to look over move the focus and go oh here's the thing that is making me believe this let me address that so that it doesn't taint what's here. and it's like you said like it's not about the coffee if you're really mad that they changed the coffee let's talk for a second about what that let me buy you a journal please (laughs) because i want to free you from that because it it makes my heart sad one it's you know uncomfortable two it makes my heart sad that that is send is ruining your entire day literally that thing when god wants joy and goodness and blessing and favor for you and if he's shouting at you or whispering it to you and you're missing it because you're focused on this thing then let me buy you a journal um slow down your thoughts um, take some like uh, just very practical things when you're like yeah my, my thoughts get racing and i can't even focus and take a deep breath um, you can lit- listen to wordless music, bilateral music. You can get that on Spotify. What does that do? It actually moves from ear to ear. Like if you have headphones or ear, uh, earbuds, it moves from ear to ear to engage all of your brain. So if you're in this fight, flight, freeze um, state constantly where you feel like you're always anxious and you're always waiting for something to happen, uh, listening to wordless bilateral music will actually engage all of your brain to help the creative side of your brain wake yeah. up. And that calms you down and helps you engage fully so that you're working at full capacity on what you see as a problem in your life. Um, Music, uh, always prayer, Uh, read scripture, read out loud scripture, give your brain something solid to stand on, something comforting, something true. Um, Poems also help, but getting out, uh, they talk about forest bathing. Go and, I know this sounds really weird, but go and touch a tree. Go and take your shoes off on the beach. Uh, Not here in Wisconsin, uh, you'll get frostbite right now. Go watch a sunset. They're incredible right now because of the weather. Uh, So go park somewhere and just watch the sky turn red and shades of pink and lavender um, what you're trying to do is slow down your thought you're engaging into the world around you to creation itself which is creativity you're engaging in the creative side of your brain just one small tip i love that idea about reading scripture out loud to yourself like just find some quiet time in your room and just but listen a 
maybe don't use the King James version to read out loud <laughs> and maybe don't use like the, the genealogical books that talk about Hephram beget Eshephram and Eshephram because yeah. that's probably not going to bring you much peace. But like start with the Psalms, right? Psalms. Like the Psalms and like get like a fun, mm -hmm. easy to read translation like the New Living Translation or the mm -hmm. ICB or the Message even. Yes. And just read that out loud. And the Gospels, like yeah. take the red letters in the Bible and just say those out loud over yourself. They're yeah. so comforting. So good. Uh, and that's how you test your thoughts, right? You have to find a measure of truth to test your thoughts uh, again. So remember, remind yourself about transitions and challenges you successfully navigated in the past. Remind yourself of scripture that has brought you comfort. Remind yourself, you know, of things that people have said to you that who believe in you, right? Keep cards that people give you about like how great you are, right? And pull those out and read them to remind yourself that those things are still true, even though you're having a difficult time right now. Yeah. Um, and then, um, play the, uh, you say, I say, God says, Test yourself. So what do what am I saying right now? I'm saying that, you know, I wish I had never made this change. Uh, uh, everyone's out to get me. Well, what what is it that I say? Instead of letting those scripts run, what do I say? No, I say that I can do this, that I'm capable of overcoming this. What does God say about me? Yep, God has equal confidence in me. And so, again, we're kind of taking our brain and making it more pliable. We're like massaging it. We're like moving it like, okay, let's squeeze some of the things out that have been just playing on autoplay and let's actually work in to the dough, to the, to the meld of my mind, what is true and what I say. I'm going to give my brain the authority who is me so that it doesn't just play scripts maybe of things people have said to me or maybe even things I've said to myself or things I was afraid of. I'm going to give it true word and then I'm going to reinforce that with what God says about me because I bet you if you uh, stand in confidence, uh, you can find 10 scriptures to support that because that's exactly what God thinks about yeah, you. I love that. I love that. So, so good. Yeah. And then last is be present. And I, I like to quote Ferris Bueller, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. And if things are perpetually changing, don't make regret part of what you struggle with. If I was too busy worrying about tomorrow or focused on the past that I didn't engage in today, now tonight all I'm going to do and tomorrow is regret that I missed today. Yeah. And so be present in today. Change is always going to happen, but if I can slow down time by being engaged in today, then I won't miss anything. And when change does happen, I don't need to regret anything uh, because I, I've squeezed out, I've eked out, I've taken out everything I could from today, and I can be grateful for that. Yeah, that's so good. Listen, change is happening all around you and all the time. Do whatever you can, you guys, just to like strengthen yourself to actually not just withstand the change, but enjoy the change. Like sometimes that, 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 that wind of change is refreshing or warming or comforting. If we could just learn to embrace it, as long as we've got our heels dug into a solid rock of some sort and our hats hanging on appropriate hooks, then change can be a positive thing and thing that will help us grow. And so, uh, don't run from change. No. Yeah, that's so good. Hey, thanks for joining us for the uh, whole podcast. Where can they learn more about being whole and maybe even more about Journey to Wholeness? Yes, you can visit our website at j2wholeness.org, the letter J, the number two, wholeness.org, for lots of information and resources to help you on your journey. And there's always journeys that are starting, right? There's like- Always, yes. Yeah, yeah. You should always be able to find something either online or in person. Uh, journey to Wholeness is not uh, like- 
It's for everybody. It's for everyone. It's for everyone. So listen, if you enjoyed this podcast, please uh, share it with a friend that you feel might be able to benefit from these words. We'd love it if you would rate uh, or review the podcast. It would be even better if you could subscribe. Like, who, don't you want to know, like, when the next episode of The Whole comes out? Like, you can get a notification right on your phone by subscribing to The Whole Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Becky, thanks for being here today. Thank you. I can't wait to talk to you again. See ya. <laughs>